Church, this is different, isn't it? I'm normally with a band up here, but I'm excited because today we're going to continue with our family values series. Who's loving the series? I'm loving it. So I'm going to go ahead and go through the recap of what we're going through. If you're here visiting us or if you're here with us for the first time, we've been going through a series in the, la- in the last few weeks about our church values. So this is important to us, and it's great because every week we've been hearing about why we value these as a church and why it's important to us as his children. So in the last few weeks, we've gone through, we are Christ-centered, we are commissioned, we are disciples, We are empowering, we are Bible-believing, we are spiritual. Today, I'm so excited because I get the privilege to speak to you about why we value worship. So this is one of our family values. We believe, as a church, we are worshipers. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about what is worship, why do we worship, Back to basics a little bit. I love it. I love going back to basics. But are you ready? Hearts open this morning. Hearts ready. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that this morning we will receive from you. Our hearts are ready and our hearts are open for what you want to do. Holy Spirit, go ahead and move. In Jesus' name, amen. I love a short prayer. (laughs) Did you know in the Bible, the word praise comes up 259 times? And the word worship comes up 188 times. I'm not going to add that up because I'm terrible at maths. But when I was preparing for this message, when I was praying about how to share what is worship, I just wanted a verse that talks about, that completely and very simply explains what is worship. Anyone else? I kind of like how I Google. I'm like, no, give it to me in two sentences. I was doing the same with my Bible, but sorry, Jesus. But basically, I'm being honest. I was like, God, how can I, how can I, what is your definition of worship? Would you give it to me in one sentence, Jesus? (laughs) But, but when we, when I was thinking about what is worship, I just wanted one verse that talks about it. But I want to share with you what's been my experience when I was going through this with Jesus. So I was reading my Bible, and you'll be glad to know I didn't want to just Google, give me verses on worship Jesus. I wanted to read my Bible. So I'll give you an, I'll give you an example of what, 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 I, what was happening when I was going through this. I was reading, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. I was like, wow. Jesus, thank you. Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. Wow, God, you're awesome. Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all of these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. I was like, God, you're a big God. You're a great God. And so... I naturally found myself wanting to respond in worship. The more I was reading my Bible, the more I was filled with awe, and the more I just wanted to respond, thank you, God. Wow, God, you're awesome. Wow, God, that's your promise for me. Thank you. You're amazing. And so naturally, I wanted to respond and worship. And so even though there are 259 verses that talk about praise, and there are 188 verses that talk about worship, the whole Bible is connected to worship because the whole Bible is about God. And how can you know God and not want to respond to his greatness, to his goodness, to his majesty, to his love for us? How could you not want to respond in worship? 
And so even though I was processing with God, and I'm going to be honest with you, because when I was preparing this message, I was, I was thinking, God, why did you create us to worship? Why, why did you... Why did you wire us to worship? And, and, and so I thought, I'm, and I'm honest with God. I thought, if we are people who have freedom, if we are not robots, why did you create us to worship? And it's good to come to God with these questions because when, you're, when you come to God with your questions and your heart is open, he gives you answers. And so church, here it is. What if we worship not because we're wired to worship, But what if it's because he is God? We worship because he is God. And in his greatness, in his goodness, his mercy and his grace, it is simply impossible for us not to want to respond in awe and adoration in worship. So here it is, family church. Here it is. When you love God, when you know God and his love for you, It fills you with awe, and your natural desire is to show him your love. How you show him your love is your worship. It's like the difference between my being in love with my husband and showing him that I love him. Being in love with God isn't worship. Showing your love for him through your life, your actions, your thoughts, your words, that is worship. When he's calling you out of a place or a situation and you don't understand and you don't want to and it doesn't make sense to you, but you remember your love for him and out of your love for him, out of your reverence for for him, in obedience you say, yes, God, that is worship. When you sense God's finger on something on your heart and and he's speaking to you to say forgive and let go and it hurts and there's so much pain and you don't understand it, it doesn't make sense to you, but you remember how much he forgave you and and you think about his love for you and that doesn't make sense either because his love is incomprehensible and so because of that, you choose to let go, you choose to forgive, that is worship. When you want to laugh at the same things that your, your mates are having a laugh at. When you want to have a go at doing the same things your mates are having a go at. Because everyone's doing it and it's fun and it's not right, but it feels so right. But you remember that God has called you, has got better things for you. And remember that God has called you to be set apart. And because of that, you say, yes, God, I choose differently. That is worship. It's not just about singing. It's not just about us coming together and making it out of religion. Don't just come here and do sing-along, church. It's so much bigger than that. It's so much bigger than that. Your obedience is worship. And when we choose to show, to demonstrate, to convey, to express our love for him every day of our life, Isn't that what it means to live a life of worship? When we choose to express, demonstrate, show, convey our love for God every day of our life, that's what it means to live a life of worship. In Romans 12 verse 1, Romans 12 verse 1, it says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. 
This is your true and proper worship. So turn to your neighbor. Feral school. Turn to your neighbor. Turn to the person next to you and tell them it's not a Sunday thing. It's an everyday thing. It's an everyday thing. So why, if that's what it means, if that's what it means to worship, and it's not about the singing, it's not about the music, if that's what it means to worship, why do we come together and sing and call it a time of worship? It's a little bit like, it's a little bit like why do we say I'm going to church if the church is the people and not the building? It, it's a really good question. And why do we value it as a family church? Why do we value worship as family church? So, okay, let's first ask the question, why sing? Why sing? About this time a year ago, and it actually was October last year. So, October 21, 2021. I don't know if you want to bring that to mind, but I will remind you, that was about the time we were fed up with the pandemic. <laughs> I was fed up with the pandemic. About that time last year, our family had actually been hit really hard. My family in the Philippines, we'd been hit really hard with COVID. My grandparents had just about survived, just about survived COVID. But I remember one morning, I get a message from my cousin. And it said, please pray for dad. He's in the hospital. He's intubated in the ICU. He's got COVID pneumonia. He's got multiple organ failure. The doctors are saying, if he, if he gets an infection now, he wouldn't survive it. And the doctors were saying, even if he were to survive this, he would, he would need oxygen support for the rest of his life. And I'm not getting a text from my, my distant relative that I haven't heard from in a long time. And I'm getting a random message to say, pray for us. This is, this is a family that is very dear to me and very close to my heart. I spend most of my teenage years with this family. My aunt is pretty much my second mom. And I love my uncle. And so when I got this news, I just remember feeling devastated. My heart was heavy. When I got this news, I remember sitting there and my heart sank at the weight of this news. But I remember this, church. I remember that as my heart sank at the weight of this news, I remember I physically stood up. I physically stood up and I put on worship. I was in my living room. I put on worship in my YouTube and Mahali was with me. And I was like, come on, Mahali, we're going to go worship and we're going to pray for Tito Dennis. And Mahali, remember when we pray, it's possible. Remember, Mahali, all things are possible. And I wasn't looking to teach Mahali about a biblical principle at the time. I needed to hear it. I needed to hear with my own words, with my own voice, it's possible. All things are possible. And so I was there worshiping, I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. And even though in my head I was picturing my uncle on his own in the hospital because you weren't allowed, you weren't even allowed family visitors when you have, when you have COVID. And so even though I was picturing that in my head, I was declaring, you take with the enemy meant for evil. You turn it for good. You turn it for good. And so I was singing. It was really cute because Mahalia was singing with me. But I was singing and, I, and praying and singing and praying and singing and praying. And I remember hope. I remember that feeling. You know that feeling when your heart starts to settle. And I felt hope rise within me. I felt faith rise within me. I know that if I, that I would have spiraled in anxiety and fear 
had I not physically stood up and chosen to open my mouth to worship and declare, I'm going to see a victory. The battle belongs to you, Lord. I would have spiraled, but I chose to open my mouth to worship. You see, when you open your mouth to worship, it speaks life over your situation. It puts your focus on Jesus. And it lifts the name of Jesus above the sound of our own fear. It lifts the name of Jesus above the sound of anxiety. It lifts the name of Jesus above the sound of our own overthinking, of our own emotions. It lifts his name up because the focus is on him. When we worship, the focus is on Jesus. And you know what happens when your focus is on God? You begin to say bold prayers. The devil doesn't like you praying bold prayers. You begin to declare what God says over you. You know what? The devil knows what the Bible says about you. The devil knows his promises for you. But nothing threatens him more than when a child of God believes and declares what God says over him and over his situation. It threatens him and it drives him away. You see, when we worship, it builds our faith and it brings our heart and our soul into alignment with what God says over you, over us, and over our situation. So even though worship is for him, it's to him, it's about him, it also speaks life over us, over our situation. Today, I can tell you that my uncle is alive and fully recovered. No oxygen support. He is, his recovery far exceeded what the doctors had expected. He is literally a, a testimony of God giving us a miracle. And I'm so, I'm so thankful. We are so grateful. But I want to speak to you about worship when it's hard. I want to speak to you about worship when it's hard. Because I prayed the same thing for my grandfather. I remember the beginning of this year, my grandfather fell really ill. And you can bet in my worship, I was declaring nothing is impossible. I was declaring, Jesus, you did it before. I'll see you do it again. Building my faith, declaring what is true praying for healing. My prayer was that I would see my grandfather again because I grew up with my grandfather. I spent 15 years with him. He was literally like my dad. Um, and my prayer was that he would see Mahalia again. That he would meet Mahalia, my three-year-old. But my grandfather passed away in February. And so can I tell you what worship was like then? Worship is hard because in my head, God, you could have done it. In my head, in my head, Jesus, God, it could have been easy for you. And can we, be, can we be honest? Isn't this our natural response sometimes? God, you could have done it. God, you said, you said all things are possible. God, you said present your request to you. But can I tell you what I spoke? I said, God, you're so good. God, you're so good. God. You're so good. You're so good. You see, church, when we come together and we sing, it's not because of religion. 
We don't sing together because it's a nice thing to do. Two songs for praise, two songs for worship. It's what everyone does at church. It's a nice thing to do. No. When we worship, we choose to lift him up. We worship because he is the focus. When we worship, it's not about us. It's because he is good. It's not out of religion. We worship because he is good. And he is good all the time. It's not about how we feel. It's about God. We will not, we will not choose to be passive in the presence of King Jesus. We will not be found passive in the presence of King Jesus. We will not be holding back on the one who gave us life, who gave us our everything. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. We don't care what it looks like. I will be more undignified than this. And so church, we're going to go into a time of worship. But I will say this. No one can worship for you. We can pray with you. We can, we can stand with you in what you're believing for. But no one can worship for you. It's got to flow out of your own heart. And so this morning, I'm encouraging you, if there's thankfulness in your heart, if there's gratitude, if there's awe for who God is, let this be an opportunity for an overflow. If, there's, if there isn't a place where you can feel free to just be loud in your worship with God and just be open and just get lost in worship and, and, and sing as loud as you can, if there's nowhere else where you can do it, this is, where, this is where you do it. And this is why we do this together. We come together believing and it lifts our faith. So I encourage you this morning, when you worship, engage your heart. That's why we always say, church, come on, engage your heart. Because we don't do this for sing-along. I don't want to do the, I don't want to go up here just singing. We want to be worshiping. And he is the focus and it lifts our faith. So this morning, church, I'm going to encourage you as we sing. Focus on Jesus. Choose with your mouth to declare he is good. You're a good, good father. And bring up his situation, your situation to him. And trust him in worship. In worship as we put the focus on him. As we lift him up. You bring life. You speak life over your situation. So would you stand this morning? I want this to be a short message because I want us to respond in worship. And when we worship, there is power. When we worship, there is power. You've got to believe that. It's got to flow from your own heart. It's got to flow from your own heart. Again, church, if there's thankfulness, if there's awe in your heart, let this be an opportunity for an overflow. I'm going to finish with a scripture. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. This is in 1 Chronicles 16, 23 to 29. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Tell of his salvation day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. 
For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And he is to be feared above all gods. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And he is to be feared above all gods. For great, for all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his place. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples, O family church. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord glory to his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Before I finish, I want to say this, and I wasn't sure if I, if I wanted to say this, but I, I do want to say this. I remember um, a, few, a few months back, I had, I had a vision and I had a dream. And in my dream, we were, I was in a church building um, and Sam Coupland was in my dream, actually. Sam Coupland was playing with his little boy. And they, he was like, you know what, we're going to do this. Because it was a little bit like a, a, something like we were a little bit bored at church. And I remember Sam going, church isn't boring. Church is fun. Look, we're going to do this. And he brought out something. And there was, and when, he, when he brought something out, I, he brought out something that looked like a treasure. And I remember in my dream, as I saw it, I was so taken by it. And it, it was basically, you, you, know, you know, like a shell. You know, like in Moana. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a mom. Um, you like in Moana, that shell, that super colorful thing. Um, I remember he brought that out and I was so taken by it. And I was like, where did you find that? And he goes, it was just here. And I go, what? just here and I turn around and there was some more over there and I turn around and there's some more over there and I said I remember in my dream I was going where have these treasures been and I was just so taken by by these treasures and then I and I remember God spoke to me right then and there he said these treasures are just here but no one's looking for them and I remember falling flat to the floor, flat on, with my, on my face on the floor, and going, God, I will seek out these treasures. I will seek out these treasures. And so I stood up, and I walked out of the building. And as I walked out of the building, there were, there were a couple of steps. I step up, and I, as I step up, I just see the ocean. And I heard in my dream the, the intro to the song, Oceans. You know, I'll call upon your name. I heard the intro to that, and then my dream ended there. And I thought, God, what does that mean? Because I was so moved. You know, when your dream is significant, I was taken by that treasure. What is that treasure? One worship night, uh, if, you've ever, if you haven't been to worship night, it's pretty epic. God moves every time. One worship night, I was worshiping, I had my eyes closed. But I, when I opened my eyes, oh, as, as I had my eyes closed, I remember God saying, Janine, this is a treasure. This is a treasure. And so it spoke to me because it's true, isn't it? We do worship nights. We come here every Sunday, but we forget that coming here to worship is a treasure. And I, no wonder God was saying it's just here, but no one's, no one's seeking it out. Church, I don't want you to miss out on a treasure. Whenever we meet, whenever we gather, it's a treasure. The freedom to express our love for Him. When I opened my eyes when he spoke that, I actually looked at the lyrics, the screen where the lyrics are, and it was literally the ocean. It was like how I pictured it in my dream. So church, I encourage you every time we come together, think of this as a treasure. God, thank you for the freedom to come together to worship you. And when we worship, it's connection. It's between you and God, which means it could only be between you and God. 
We can pray with you. We can believe with you. But your worship has got to come from your, has got to flow from your own heart. So as we go back into singing, worship with your, with your whole heart and worship with an open heart because when you worship, you will receive from God. So Father God, we thank you. And truly, truly with hearts that adore you and are in awe of you, truly God, with hearts that are thankful, with with gratefulness in our hearts, truly we worship you and we give you our praise and we give you our adoration. Jesus, I thank you for this connection that we can have with you. That is worship. God, I thank you that as we put you at the center, as, as our focus is on you, as we give you our praise, God, I thank you that it's speaking life over us. And so for every single person here, Jesus, we speak life as we declare that nothing is impossible. We thank you that you are working things out for our good. We thank you that as we're declaring that you're a good, good father, you're moving in our hearts and you're moving in our lives and you're moving in the background and you're in our midst. And we thank you, God, We thank you that you are here. As we worship you, Jesus, we thank you it's not make-believe. We thank you that as we open our mouths to worship, we thank you it's not sing along. It is our praise and adoration. So be at the center, God. Be at the center. We thank you for who you are. You're a good, good Father. Thank you, Jesus.